0: Are you ready to unlock your full potential, achieve your fitness goals, and transform your mindset for a happier and healthy life? Well, you're in luck because I just reopened the Know Your Power one-on-one coaching program. If you're ready to get real results, personalized workout, and nutrition guidance, elevate your mindset, and have the accountability you always wanted, this is the program for you. Oh, also, there's a bonus. You'll be invited to the exclusive Know Your Power community where you can be a part of a sisterhood of other like-minded, powerful women. Click the link in the description to sign up today before enrollment closes.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Power podcast. I am your host, Kendall Aliyah,
0: And I'm Julia Renee.
1: And today we are talking about what it takes. No, it's how to be (laughs) in. What it
0: takes from you.
1: What's the America's Next Top Model? There should be like a America's Next Top Fitness Influencer. Um, Yes,
0: America's Next Influencer. Um, That would be actually a really funny show.
1: There was like That'd be a funny show. I know he's canceled, but um, I remember James Charles hosted, like, a beauty influencer version of that. Oh, wow. Like, years ago. Did you ever see that? No. Yeah, but it would be cool with, like, fitness influencers just because, like, it's a different niche, you know? That would be Um, really...
0: Oh, it would just be, like... we would be, like, fighting. You know, have you ever seen the physical 100? It's
1: No, but people keep asking me that. It's kind of, like,
0: that gives me those kind of vibes because it's literally a hundred of the like most athletic people in the oh, whole world crazy. competing and you know how like fitness people are like when uh-huh. they get together it's just like all a competition <laughs> it's like a muscle beauty competition at the same time it's ba- yeah.
1: bodybuilding
0: basically bodybuilding. <laughs> at the end of
1: the day um but no we're talking about how to be of or how to become a fitness influencer and first off I hate that term yeah I don't like it. that's just me I like content creator content. but it, it really is like the umbrella term for like what fitness content creators are or influencers, even if we don't feel like that or, you know, identify with it. Um, I only feel like we need to bring this up. First off, I get questions all the time about the industry. We do have a lot
0: of people that follow us mm -hmm. that are wanting to get into this space or are in this space and are trying to grow their social media and they're trying to influence in the health and fitness space. So that's why we wanted to talk about it. I
1: remember when I was starting out Um, I had so many questions but had no friends or like connections Mm -hmm. or people that would be like open and honest. So I feel like it's important to talk about and like share some tips and how we actually made it a job. Because if you do, I think I saw some statistic where like, over fifty percent of children, when they're asked what they want to be when they grow up, now are saying TikToker, YouTuber, oh influencer. God, it's crazy. crazy. Like it's the new astronaut. You know, it's the new <laughs> astronaut, the new the new vet. Oh my god, that's what we all wanted to be. But now they're seeing YouTubers and idolizing that, which I understand. And it's like yeah. a very cool job. And I'm privileged, and I'm sure you feel the same way yeah. that we get to make it like part of our career. It's it's awesome. Yep. I love it. Um, but it also took a very long time to get here. So I feel like it's important to talk about kind of how we did it show. so the first thing that i always recommend and this is a lot of this that i'm sharing today is learning from my mistakes because yeah. even now i'm still learning because like i i noticed my profile does this thing we're all like gain a lot of followers plateau for a while gain a lot plateau for a while so every time i plateau it's good to like reassess okay what could i be doing better what did i do wrong in the past things like that so that's where a lot of these tips are coming from Are like What did I mess up on? I would say before anything, say you already have your accounts, odds are you're not like starting from scratch, right? But I think before going into, I want to grow an audience, you need to think about what that audience is. Who is your audience? What is your niche? I think that's like top priority. And obviously the umbrella for, if you're listening to this podcast specifically is fitness, but I feel like there are so many small niches within the fitness industry First off, style. We're obviously both bodybuilders and we like to share our bodybuilding journey. But there's a ton of like yoga-focused accounts, running accounts, Mm -hmm. nutritionist accounts. Like whatever it is that you're passionate about and have a lot of knowledge in, Mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to define your niche from there. Obviously, if you're a powerlifter, you're not going to be like targeting yoga moms, or bodybuilders, you know, <laughs> or
0: anything like that, because exactly. And that's why there's so many people that listen to our podcast that are either aspiring bodybuilders or current body, bodybuilders. bodybuilders. It's because the content that we put out is very niche yeah. to bodybuilders. You're not like, going
1: to watch our podcast like about they, bodybuilding if you don't care yes, about bodybuilding. <laughs> like you
0: would, you, you just get it. Like you listen to it, you see it and you're like, oh, that makes like complete sense because we're speaking to to that person, that ideal client, Mm -hmm. that um, avatar that is a aspiring bodybuilder or a current bodybuilder. So when we speak to them, they're like, oh, she's speaking directly to me. So when we talk about like, post-show blues we talk about you know our binge eating stuff yeah. like they get it because they've either been f- through it before or they're aspiring competitors and like oh yeah. i i want to avoid doing that
1: i was like asked recently i forget where i was but they asked me like what my audience is and like for me to explain it mm-hmm. and i was like oh they're all just versions of me yes like, like that's why we of get me. along <laughs> with
0: them so well bro
1: yeah like i've either experienced something already that they're currently experiencing or vice versa. And we yeah. can like relate to each other. So it does go both ways too. And yeah. I think it's important to get specific because there are different types and not that you have to put yourself in a box, but it just does help to think of ideas and like define who you are online is to be specific with how you want your content to be received by this audience as well. Do you want to be educational? Do you want your videos Mm. to be breaking down form, how to do something, why to do something super educational where they can watch it and they learn something? Do you want to be entertaining? I feel like Julia kind of fits in both, but like, I feel like a lot of women watch you and gravitate towards you because you're funny, you're entertaining. You feel like you're, you're hello, you're friends with you when you're watching your content. And then there's kind of like other boxes too. And I think this is where my mistake came in is I, I realize now, and I'm kind of rebranding. I don't know if I doubt you would <laughs> stalk my Instagram. Um, but I deleted a lot of my old content. Cause I do want like a rebrand into, I want to be just a little more educational and motivating. I feel like a lot of my previous content was like, I'm a fitness model. And yes. it's like, that doesn't do anything for me. That doesn't drive me. So I kind of want to shift gears into finding my new niche, which is the younger bodybuilders or people like younger in the sense of like starting out their journey in the bodybuilding space. Um, I feel like that's who I want my niche to be now and now I Mm -hmm. need to start creating content for them instead of whatever I was doing before and I think that also ties into you do have to get specific with like what age demographic are you shooting for are you shooting for like younger kids because that's its own category on like YouTube and stuff like that are you shooting for moms are you going to make like a lot of mom fitness content because that's a huge demographic too are you shooting with Uh, postnatal directly, like you can get as specific as you Mm want to get. And I feel like that's really important when thinking about who are you making this content for? Yes. Because if you don't have a who, then it's hard to have a why. (laughs) And then it's hard to have any sort of motivation to why you're doing this to begin with.
0: And one thing I wanted to mention too, it's like there was a lot of people that I would follow when I first started that gave me that exact feeling. Mm -hmm. I would watch them and I would feel like we were on the journey together or I related to them because I felt like they were speaking to me. And then what's crazy that I just realized too is that a lot of them I stopped following at a certain point because their niche actually changed. Mm-hmm. And this is why this is so important. And it's because I, it's not that I didn't love this person anymore. I loved who they were. They were just going into a different time in their life that I wasn't quite there yet. So, yeah. for example, there's this one girl that I followed when I first started. And It was very much like working out in the gym, building muscle, all of those things. And I was like, this is me. Yes, this is me. Mm -hmm. And I related to her so much. And I I was, I felt very connected to her. And then she got pregnant and became a mom. I feel like
1: I know who you're talking about because I went through the same journey and I saw her on my feed yesterday and I was like, why am I not following her? I, I thought
0: the same thing too. And, and look, I, the reason I'm saying this and I don't, I hope that I'm not offending any mothers or anything like whatsoever, but I realized I was so young at the point I was like I'm not even close I to saying, having kids yeah, and I was
1: like probably 18 I, I was, was starting to her.
0: watch like her content I was like I, I don't understand any I didn't understand any of it because I wasn't a mother or and I wasn't pregnant yet but I know that once I get into that stage of my life I'm gonna be following all the moms I'm gonna be like mm-hmm. I'm gonna need all the tips I'm gonna need all the things so that's why niche is very important because you not you need to know who you're speaking to yeah. if I all of a sudden started switching my bodybuilding like motivational content to being like a makeup artist people would fall off Mm -hmm. they would say oh this is not what I signed up for because believe it or not people are following you because they're signing up for what you're providing them and if I automatically just switch to being some other person they would say This isn't what I signed up for. I signed up for like the motivational bodybuilder that's going to get me tips on how to be a better bodybuilder, not a makeup artist or hairstylist. You know what I mean? So that's why niche is so important because you need to be speaking to your audience directly.
1: Yeah, that's another thing I did. wrong yeah, that I'm working on. And that's kind of the next point, which is create valuable content. And that valuable content has to be consistent and not just consistent with your posting schedule, which yes, that's very important. And I do want to note because I've had, I've had some people directly reach out and be like, can you tell me what I could do better? And what I see, I see a common problem on both ends. You either post too little, which is really common. Like maybe you post like once a week that's Mm -hmm. maybe not enough to maintain your audience they kind of forget about you at a certain point people's attention spans are real short these days but then I see the flip side where people post too much and you're posting two to three times a day every single day which can work on TikTok but is different on Instagram and and YouTube um so it does depend on the platform but speaking to Instagram here I've definitely seen people post too much which then
0: sorry Zach's computer just (laughs) went off it It scared me
1: (laughs) um which then if people are seeing your posts every single post they're like oh my gosh i'm sick I'm of this i'm so girl. annoyed <laughs> of
0: you but yeah. that's also something that i feel like we should go into i don't know if this is already a tip because i'm i'm just talking Add it. i'm <laughs> not i'm just talking off the cuff yeah. I'm, i haven't even looked You're at good. the outline which is Props, I'm proud Props of you. <laughs> to me because I'm doing great, very sweetie. anal in that way. <laughs> but you also need to decide like what platform is going to be your place. Yeah. This doesn't mean that you have to have just one, but it's really good to start with one and then add them on later. But all of them are so different. Mm-hmm. Instagram is different from TikTok, is different from YouTube, is different from podcasting, is different from having like a blog. And
1: that means your audience can be really different oh, across the board I too.
0: know the difference between between people that just follow me on Instagram, listen to the podcast and follow my YouTube. Mm -hmm. I know them because... Each one is so different. When I meet someone who just follows me on Instagram, I know that maybe they, they don't know me like as well. Yep. People that listen to the podcast, like they will usually come up to me and they talk about like the mindset topics that we go over and they're like, I can relate so much. When they follow me on YouTube, they know everything about my damn life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they know what my dog's names are. <laughs> they know things that I like. They yep. know things that I have in my house. It's so different. So you got to really figure out which one do you want to start with what is meaningful to you and it might be hard to go into youtube right off the bat because you have to talk to your camera <laughs> you know maybe if you're used to just like audio then going into a podcast would be better so people don't see your face yet maybe you're just comfortable with just doing photos maybe instagram yeah maybe silly goofy and like less curated is your style going to tiktok first Those are just some things to think about.
1: And then something that helps me as someone who gets overwhelmed very easily, when you're looking at all these platforms and like, I have to create unique content for all of them. You could always start with like, okay, I'm just going to post on Instagram and I really want to focus on reels. Then you make that reel. Post that same reel on TikTok. Yes. Post that same reel on YouTube Shorts. That's yes. at least starting to get your following yeah. going on other platforms. People are, see you, are seeing your face across different yes. apps. And that's how they remember you. And then maybe it takes that second or third time of you popping up for them to be like, I'm going to check on her account. Yeah. And then from there, they may follow you. And then that's a new person that's a part of your community.
0: One mistake that I made with content creation in general is that exact thing, is thinking that I had to have a new idea for every single platform And the truth is, is that for one, you if you do that, you're going to get burnt out so quickly instead having one concrete idea. So say that you are on Instagram and you want to make a reel about building how you built a healthy relationship with food. You can do that in 30 seconds and you just create text pops up, pop-ups, and then you have like visuals that go with it and you make a reel that does that. Or you can transfer that into an Instagram post where it's a photo and the photo is something like about building a a relationship with food. Maybe it's you holding food or eating like a burger or something Mm -hmm. like that. And you have the copy in the caption has your tips, or you can do a carousel. Mm -hmm. You can transfer that over into TikTok. And you can either just post the same reel or you can make it slightly different. The same concept applies where you're still giving the same tips or you have three new tips. You can make a whole YouTube video on it where it's more long form. Like in depth. In depth. And you actually have visuals that go with it on how you've implemented this into your life and things that have changed. So you have one idea and you've made it into completely three different forms. But it hasn't taken you too much extra work because you're not doing Instagram has a different idea. Podcast has a different idea. Now you're writing 10 different templates 10 different copies, 10 different (laughs) templates. One idea can go in all the different ways. That's
1: something I've realized recently is every single week for the podcast we both write out like a huge outline and then they go into a folder and Mm -hmm. I never look at them again. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I could easily I go take to, even just I keep, one part of this. Yes, I keep
0: all of the outlines yeah. because I use them for everything. I've started. Using I, re- I repurpose them into Instagram posts because we spend so much time creating outlines for po- the podcasts. Mm-hmm. I use them for YouTube videos. I use them for TikTok videos because they're all really good topics, and I know that I don't have to go anywhere because I've already created a giant bucket of content yeah. to use. So. Oh, and
1: then another, just like on the thinking of creating ideas. Um, AI is kind (laughs) of great. I never really believed in it, but I'm trying, like I said, to plan out, I think I said this last episode, so maybe not today. Um, I'm trying to plan out a lot of my YouTube content ahead of time so I can be like ready for, I know odds are I'll get sick again or something. Right. And then I can be prepared. And as I was thinking of ideas, I just like typed it into chat GPT and was like, this is the type of content I make can you just give me some ideas yes. and give me like a list of 20 things I didn't even think of Literally, where I'm like, okay, I could definitely like use that as inspiration for what I'm going to make. So if you ever yeah. feel like you get to a point where you're like kind of in a rut and you don't know what to post or can't think of like yes. a new original idea anymore, ask AI true. <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. It's always there.
0: It's always good too, to find other people that are in your niche, mm-hmm. whether it's from TikTok, Instagram or YouTube to find inspiration from their videos. Don't copy them completely whatsoever. Cause they probably worked really hard on their idea, it but inspiration a lot, for what to do. Because mm-hmm. sometimes like I do this a lot for YouTube where I'm like, I don't know what to, like, I feel like I've done everything. Mm-hmm. So I'll go to some of my favorite YouTubers and they'll do like, I'll just see. And it's so simple, like a day in the life or a full day of eating or trying on X, Y and Z. And I'm like, I haven't done one of those in a while. Like yeah. it just takes like some of that spark. And then I'm like, this is what I can do Even to make it different
1: for the podcast. Yeah. Like we do two a week and yeah. it becomes a lot. And we're like, OK, let's see what other fitness lifestyle mm-hmm. type creators are putting out there oh these are the topics they've hit that we haven't yet like you can still pull inspiration we're not like watching their whole video and Mm -hmm. studying it and taking their notes but we read the title and we're like oh that gave me this idea Yeah, and this is how we
0: can do it in our way or we can make it so it's more like bodybuilding focused you know going back to like the niche aspect of it so that's a lot of content last thing for content
1: I wanted to add Um, we obviously have like fancy, expensive camera gear. You hire a videographer, an editor, all these things that may seem like you need that, but you Mm -mm. really don't at least to start off. And if it's something you want to add one day, go for it. Yes. But I started growing my Instagram by taking like iPhone selfies in the gym. I would prop up my iPhone and take little clips.
0: I was telling Kendall this the other day and it's so annoying. And I tested this (laughs) theory on Instagram. Kendall and I we both started by just using our iPhones. We had nothing, mm-hmm. no fancy anything, and you don't need it. You're you're 100% right. And you don't definitely don't need it for TikTok either because people are making like little get ready with me's on the TikTok app favorite. and they're blowing up. It does it seriously doesn't matter. And I tested the theory because Kendall and I will usually do photos on her camera or my camera and we'll post those on Instagram. I posted one that I took on my iPhone in a mirror just at the gym, sweaty, mm-hmm. whatever. It popped off more <laughs> than a photo that we took on a professional camera.
1: Yeah, isn't that crazy? How annoying is that? <laughs> so I think that's proof it's enough. It's
0: proof that yeah. it doesn't, it really doesn't matter. You know, it all, thi- it just, social media is, is random sometimes too, mm-hmm. where if the copy hits perfect, if the photo hits, if the trending sound hits, if the right timing of posting hits all at the same time, it'll go off Sometimes it's just random. Sometimes, like, yeah, sometimes it feels it's like just, luck sometimes. It's just random. Literally, like yesterday, I had no nothing to post because I've been so focused on, um, we just got an influx of tons of girls in the Know Your Power program, mm. so I haven't You're been busy. time to create any content. And I posted an old video that I put on TikTok on Instagram. Uh, off the cuff, didn't really think about it, and now it's up to almost a million views. This is just Little proof. Facts that sometimes it doesn't really matter how perfect you try to make things mm-hmm. because being authentic is way more important at yeah. the end of the day.
1: Yeah. And if you love that, like super aesthetic camera, yes. perfect lit post people, that. If People that's what you also love, to do. love that yeah. stuff
0: too. Like I have accounts that I follow that are just like aesthetically pleasing to look at. Mm-hmm. And then I have accounts that follow that are just like, random and like yeah. what are they doing with their lives yeah. you know
1: but the most and kind of the next point whatever that is they are consistent and that's why they do mm. well if you I'm going to give a bunch of examples here <laughs> if you are one of those like aesthetic girls right and your whole feed has like this perfect like white vibe to it and and Everything you click on is like clean and perfect mm-hmm. cuts and perfect text and then randomly you switch up and you start posting like iPhone selfies out of nowhere. A lot of that audience that was expecting those like yeah. clean cut videos, pretty bright, um, that are now seeing like a totally different content style might yeah. unfollow. And it's nothing mm-hmm. against you. It's that you're not delivering the product that you have been that they and were that so you used promised. to getting. Yeah. yeah. so weirdly again this is something I failed at (laughs) that we're working on um just because I love like fitness so much and I also love fashion so much and it's been really hard for me to like not want to post both all the time Mm -hmm. and I really have to be selective of like okay I really need to go back to like just fitness because at the end of the day that's my favorite type of content to post that's majority of my life that's what I love talking about so I need to stay with that niche because it's what I like making too not just what my audience likes um but a lot of the feed that I get on Instagram are fashion related still. It's what I like to follow. So I clicked on this one video from a girl and she's like doing this like workout outfit try on haul. Right. And I'm like, it, this is perfect. I yeah, love it. It's
0: a blend between the two yeah. also, which is fitness meets fashion, which you like,
1: but I click on her account. I follow her. The next like five videos are about like baking and I'm Wait, like what? Exactly. Which is fine. People have diverse lifestyles. You can post what you want. But when thinking about growing an audience, now me as someone in the audience, I was like, You're like, Wait. this is nothing to do with what I signed up for. Yes. That's true. <laughs> so that's why it's so important for consistency in that sense. And also consistency in the sense that like it takes so long to grow a social media platform sometimes yeah. and it's really easy to feel stuck. I had 10,000 followers. I got there like fairly quickly. I was like 16, 17, super consistent on Instagram. And then I kind of stopped caring about it towards the end of my schooling. Cause I was starting my career and I was like, that's where my focus needs to be. So I kind of left it on the sidelines. And when I tried to go back to it and try to grow it again, I was stuck at 10,000 followers for like three years and it happens. Wow. I didn't give up. I stayed consistent. Mm-hmm. I was like, if it's meant to be, I will gain a following one day. And then that was kind of like the last time I had competed and things started to snowball because people loved following my, mm-hmm. my like competition journey, right. And your prep journey. So then when I had that, I had to stay on that role of like, okay, continue with the bodybuilding content. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause if you switch up and you go to a completely different niche, people are going to be like, what is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, 100%. Stay consistent, don't give up. Patience is key when growing any platform. I feel like YouTube especially, just because it's one of those like more long-form Ugh. content, it's hard to just stumble upon a new YouTuber these days. Yeah. Usually it comes from other platforms. So like, I've posted one video so far and I am putting Zero pressure on that account at all. I don't care if I get zero views or a million views. I'm making those videos for the people who want to see it. And yeah. I think that's what's the most important at the end of the day.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, because you're, you're so right in the sense of... People knowing what they signed up for. So I have my OG YouTuber gang that I just know that no matter what I do in my life, whether I'm competing or not, they're going to be there to watch me. But I do have those followers that I know when I'm not competing, they say bye. Mm -hmm. They say bye. This is not what we signed up for. We want her to be shredding and bodybuilding comp. We want to see that. And I get that because they signed up for a certain version of me that's only a version I am a bodybuilder yeah but I there's more to me than that so I get that like right now I am um, not like in a competition sense I'm more in like a maintenance and trying to like you know reverse diet and I can see that my views on my videos have gone down and it's typically like what happens during this time frame when I'm not competing that those people that signed up for just the competition side of Julia are like Oh well, she's not competing, so like we're not gonna watch like as much. You, you know,
1: put pressure on yourself to go into a prep sooner because of those people, or does it not affect you? Anymore? I
0: used to, but I, you know, I just know that like this is just kind of like you know, it's a part of it. There's some people that'll fall off, and some people will come back when yeah. I start competing, and it used to be hard on me, like to see like the numbers go down and the views go down, and I've just learned like that. I can't attach my worth to like whatever the number says on social media or views on YouTube because, regardless, like if I love doing it, it doesn't matter. And yep. I always love doing Amen. it. So, yeah. <laughs> It's like, whatever, I don't really get it. And
1: people, yeah, I feel like the people that are your core people can tell that and that's why they love you so much. Exactly. Makes sense. The next tip I have is to engage with your audience. You need to remember, especially as you, it's very easy in the beginning, say you're getting like a handful of comments, it's easy to reply to them all. As you gain followers, it's easy to forget that, those followers are the reason you have this platform to begin with. They are the platform. So you need to appreciate them as much as they may appreciate you. Like it needs to be reciprocated. That means responding to comments, at least liking comments. Sometimes I do know I don't have time or Mm. I know if a video or something like does really well, I get nervous to read all the comments because there might be some hate ones in there. I'll kind of just go through and like them and I'll try to read all the positive ones. I try to ignore all the negatives. Um, and then answering things like DMs, like if someone's asking you a question mm-hmm. and you're not answering for forever, which we all know I'm guilty of, because that's something I was bad at for so long as communicating. I try to set out a certain amount of time now, especially right after I post to answer any sort of DMs yes. I might get, because if someone is really trying to connect with you or tell you how they impacted you or ask you a question, that is a perfect time to fully connect with your audience yep. instead of it just being like behind this like social media wall I guess like you're a real human they're a real human we can connect with every single person yes
0: one that was the biggest thing that helped me grow and create a relationship with my audience was answering all my dms Mm -hmm. and I get that at a certain point when you do have a number of following it gets impossible Mm -hmm. to answer all the comments all of the dms but when your account is small there's no reason why you can't yeah there's literally no excuse. And I would even like, cause I was still working another job and I would like, I mean, I, of course I wasn't supposed to be doing this, but I would go in the back and like, I would do my Instagram post and I, I made sure that I had it planned out before so that all I had to do is post. And then I would go back and like, try and answer all the DMS and any comments that came from it so that I can create that relationship with my followers. And I still do that to this day. Mm-hmm. I still, I just hit three hundred and 1,000 on Instagram. Congrats. And I still answer all the DMs. Only women. I don't answer any of the men. I don't answer I'm, many men. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the women, like I, I, the girlies are my girlies. Okay. And I, ha- I have to answer them because I have created so many relationships with people and they're honestly, some of them are surprised mm-hmm. that I do answer because most influencers don't whatsoever. And to me, it's also just... It's just smart business wise as well. Because what if in the future, you know, somebody is thinking about who they would like as their coach? Yeah are they going to pick the person that answered them, their DM or the person that ignored them?
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: It's like, and I have created so many relationships over DMs with these girls. And I feel like we're we're buddies and we're friends. And, yeah. you know, I have some that are just in my DMs regularly. And they're like, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? They send me like, I saw this and I thought of you. Like, we're genuinely... Friends, like even if I haven't met them.
1: Motivates me as much as they think I may motivate them. Because like when I was like procrastinating posting on YouTube and stuff like that, I had a certain amount that would come in and bully me. (laughs) And I love them so much for it because they'd be like, Kendall, like where the F is this
0: post? We have been waiting. Yeah. And you're like, And I needed that. No, I
1: literally needed that. And I was like, Wow, this feels like a genuine friendship where they're calling me out on my BS. (laughs) It goes
0: both ways for sure because they sometimes, you know, you'll get those DMs where they're telling you like if you if you like you've inspired them and mm-hmm. something like that. But they do that very much for us, a hundred percent of the time because, They'll check me, they will motivate me, they tell me you're more powerful. They tell me my own saying that I say, and I'm like, oh my god, like I needed that. And that's what's incredible about social media is that you can create those relationships with people you've never even met, and it's very powerful.
1: But you need to be responding to create those relationships. And like you said, at the end of the day, if you want to be a fitness influencer, it does become a job. You have to either be selling products, selling programs, um, doing brand deals, like any sort of thing where you could have a customer, if people don't feel connected with you, why would they buy something you're creating? 100%. You Because know? they don't feel that connection of like, oh, I want to support her in whatever endeavor she does versus if you have that friendship or relationship already established, then if you're like, Oh, hey, I've been answering your questions about training. I've actually made this training program. Yeah. Of course, they're going to want to work with you 100%. because you've already helped them for free, which is what we should be doing. <laughs> um, the last thing I have is to collaborate and network. This is something I'm finally starting to, to do. And I feel like we've both done a lot recently of, like, networking within the community. Mm -hmm. Um, I am shy. As we know, I'm introverted. And I used to say no to a lot of events and fitness expos and things like that because they make me scared. Um, But I started going, and it really does make a difference. Even if you're not, like posting collabs with people even just having that like it's like any other job you're networking you're yes. creating connections I met girls there that I know I could rely on if I am in their city and I like want to meet up I know that they would like it's just about making like more of a community and friendships and it allows you to mm. to grow with people instead of doing it alone it's very hard to be like I'm gonna be an influencer I'm gonna start posting yes. and you have no one backing you up no one to answer your questions no one to like kind of mm. do the thing with yeah. but I feel like you're a perfect example where like you've helped me a lot answer questions Mm. and I've helped you take content and we like both kind of help each other to grow our accounts and like doing this podcast together does bring a new audience in for like both of us and it's like you need to do those things and work with other people instead of You don't need to, but it does make it a lot easier. Yeah, you don't have
0: to do, like, just in life generally, like, doing things alone can only get you so far. And, you know, there is the side of collaboration and networking where you guys are actually sharing um, networks Mm -hmm. to where Kendall and I do this all the time. I mean... Most people that follow me follow Kendall and follow Kendall follow me because me and her like, you know, you see you see Julia, you equal Kendall, you see Kendall it equals Julia. It's
1: funny I was watching your YouTube video. I'm in the background of every clip, (laughs) and I was like, it's me just moving. She's just like hi,
0: hi, but you know we did that a lot when Kendall and I first started. like hanging out more frequently, we were collaborating literally on posts Mm -hmm. on, um, we were on each other's stories, things like that, because then their audience becomes your audience, your audience becomes their audience. And it's also great because if that person is similar to you, has similar values, you guys can help each other out. And This was a really hard thing to do at the beginning because we're so shy and we were like, (laughs) I don't want to talk to anybody. But now Kendall and I, like from putting ourselves out there, going to these fitness events, we have met, we have friends in like every state now that we genuinely love, that we know that we could count on. And also it's just nice to have somebody that's in the industry with you to help you. I can't tell you how much I learned from like Kerrigan Pike from Jazzy Fit from Emily Hayden from Ida from mm-hmm. like all of these other big influencers that I have met that have helped me grow in. YouTube and TikTok have taught me things about like how to ask for more money, you know, how to be a better podcaster, how to create engaging content on YouTube, like tips and tricks that I never thought of. And there's also a ton of like groups that you can get into also. I have a lot of friends that are my like entrepreneur friends that are also like learning how to build their business and stuff like that. Their fitness business that they teach me a lot. I help them a lot. And it's 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 amazing like don't just gatekeep all your shit like you know ask uh, for
1: help ask for help help and give
0: give advice and stuff because I have like a bucket load of information on growing social media and like little like nitpicky things and someone else might also have their stuff so Mm -hmm. give it away for free because it'll come back it comes back
1: and uh, off of that the community doesn't have to be in person like Yes. I made so many real life friends in high school online that mm. were like other girls around my age, also competing or like getting into bodybuilding. And I didn't know anyone personally. And I wasn't about to like go out of state to find people. Mm. Um, So just having people you could even talk to online that create communities in that way. Like there's really no limit and social media like can be a very positive and cool place. And it, like I said before, it's like a privilege to have any of that as a job. So If you want it, (laughs) it's there. You just have to go and get it. The audience is there. There's always enough to go around to. I feel like that's something I used to struggle with a lot and still do. Sometimes Is like, oh, it's too late for me.
0: It's never too late.
1: Exactly. Like I just now am starting YouTube. And like I said, like it is there for the audience who wants it. And already the comments I got on there, like, all made me cry. Like, people Mm -hmm. are just so sweet. There's a ton
0: on your first video. Yeah.
1: They're just like so nice. And I don't expect any of that, which makes it like even greater versus if you go in and you're like, I want to be an influencer because I want the money and the brand deals. It's like you're not going to get very far. So, but just you have have to to think about about, like,
0: just like there is a like partner out there for everybody, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I like Zach's my partner, you know, Koopy is your partner. <laughs> and just like there's a person out there for everyone. There's a quote unquote influencer out there for everybody that mm-hmm. they can relate to. Like someone that relates to me and likes my loud, like humor and all the dumb faces that I make. And like my specific personality, they also, there's also someone out there that's going to enjoy Kendall's personality. That's like my
1: YouTube cha- completely channel, different. I've, I've determined my channel is just going to be very chill. Yeah. we over there to hang I out. I watched
0: Kendall's and it was like real chill. It's like hanging vibes and mine is like chaos beyond you measure. Know,
1: well, I feel like that's a point. Like I knew if I went to the high energy side, I wouldn't feel, you. I wouldn't feel authentic. It, exactly. Yeah. And that's what I've done in the past where I've been the like, Hey guys, welcome back to my, my channel. Name is Kendall. And it's like, who is that? That's not me. At the end of the day, I love just like chilling and hanging out. So that's kind of what I want that community yes. to be. But I had to decide that before starting yes. or else I would have felt unauthentic and I'm
0: glad that you did that because it is so easy to see all of these other influencers and how they go about things and it's working for them Mm -hmm. the reason it's working for them is because it's their personality do you
1: know Sam Selleck oh yeah so that's my
0: vibe (laughs) I I love him Uh because he is him but for me personally I can't sit there and watch his videos because I'm bored out of my mind but I love that he's just sitting there being him, just talking to the camera. And that's why it works for him because he's being true to who he is. And he's not putting on a mask and pretending to be someone else. Because if you start by putting on a mask and you pretend to be someone else who you're not on social media, you're going to have to keep that up forever. And that is exhausting.
1: Imagine meeting people and you're really chill and they're expecting like a really high energy, excited person. Like I would feel so fake. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I can be. Yeah. Get caffeine in me and I'm that. Yeah. But majority of the time, like yeah. I that that would definitely be like a persona and not the real me. But yes. he was weirdly like an inspiration where I was like, oh, oh yeah. this is possible to just like and be it, me. It's
0: true, and it's doing well for him. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. You don't have to be like anybody else. Just be true to you because there's bajillion people in the world and somebody out there. Bajillion. Oh, bajillion and one people <laughs> in the world. Someone out there is going to love what. What you provide, mm-hmm. and it's going to be their shit. Yes, yes.
1: Mic drop. Mic drop. That's all I have. Yeah. Is that all you have?
0: Yeah. I mean, just
1: we better see a bunch of little fitness influencers. Yes. Tag
0: us if this helped. Tag us if you want some more information on this. Like the key things to take away is. Be consistent on social media, whichever one you choose. Don't overwhelm yourself with all of the platforms at once. Get one down, then slowly start to add them on. When we're saying being consistent, you don't have to post every single day, but you promise that you're going to post these certain days, and you stick to that. Just like on YouTube, I promise that I'm posting every Monday and Thursday, and I've been doing that for three years, and it has reaped me the benefits of finally reaching like 100,000 subscribers. So, Staying consistent, being authentic to yourself, because being something you're not is so much harder than just being yourself, mm-hmm. and it can take a while, you know. And if you really want this, if this is something that you genuinely want, you'll continue to work towards it. I was working towards this while I had another job, yeah. While I was doing favor, while I was also working at a salon, I was doing these three things I didn't know at the same yeah, time. I, I was, did
1: DoorDash for a little bit. Yeah,
0: I was doing it because I I wanted this to be my reality so yeah. bad. And of course there was times where I was like, this is never going to happen for me. I started with 800 followers and those are people that followed me from high school. Yeah. Those were literally just high school on Instagram. And now I've been able to grow a following on all of the platforms by slowly letting my true personality come out on each and, that's like the best thing you can do. You know, that's all you Another can do. Another
1: last thing I want to add in is there is no like set number that's like now you're a fitness influencer yeah, or now you're an influencer in general, Whatever, wherever you can be where you're impacting people, that it, makes it doesn't you matter. Yeah. Like it, that could be, you're reaching 5,000 people really strongly or you're reaching 500,000 people really yes. strongly. And the numbers it looks don't like matter. They truly at all. don't yeah.
0: because- You know those accounts that have millions and millions of followers, but you have no idea who they are as people. Mm -hmm. And that's okay because there's influencers for different things. You know, Mm -hmm. there's people that's like, I follow them because I love the way they dress. I love their makeup or they have an insane body, but I have no idea what they're like in real life. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't matter. And the number of followers doesn't exactly equate to revenue either whatsoever. You can have millions of followers and make zero money from doing it because nobody actually wants to buy from you because they don't like know anything about you Mm -hmm. or you haven't been selling a product, you haven't been nurturing your audience. Mm -hmm. Numbers doesn't matter. I remember I had a thousand followers and I was impacting like maybe like, 10 people that would message me that's, you know, said that like my videos were helping and it doesn't matter because those 10 people mean more than millions of people and nobody knows anything about you. You're not p- impacting anybody or influencing anybody, you know, yeah. and i um, not saying that people that have millions don't <laughs> impact people. Yeah. I'm just saying that, um,
1: it depends on the, on the person, on the account, what they yes. want to put out too. It's not like, yes. It's not their choice. And also brands are starting to recognize that too. And they're looking past just how many followers you have. So it doesn't hurt to like start reaching out to brands when you feel like you're in a place where you have like a pretty good engagement. Like be like, hey, do you want to work at any capacity?
0: Yeah. At the end of the day, it only matters like how much you are engaging with your audience and how connected they feel to you and it doesn't matter if you have a thousand five thousand a hundred thousand or a million how connected does your audience feel to you and trust you and like just love you mm-hmm. that's what matters at the end of the day
1: yes yeah. and on that note <laughs> on that note we love you all so much and remember you are more powerful than you think bye, bye.